Hey guys, it's me, and I'm back with this week's episode of my Best Vintage Life podcast, coming to you live from my kitchen. Art is not with me this week. Sorry, the episode is late. It's just been a hectic week. We uh, celebrated the holiday here in the United States, Thanksgiving, and um, some weeks, you know, almost every time we're able to get it to you on time, and I didn't want to just not get you something, so you're stuck with me this week. (laughs) Um... Art did have something he wanted to talk about, so I'll just touch on it briefly. Probably just won't be as long of an episode as usual. Anyway, um, if you celebrated Thanksgiving, I hope that you had a great one. And um, happy Hanukkah, happy early Hanukkah to anyone out there who celebrates Hanukkah. I know that's coming up this week, so happy Thanksgiving, happy Hanukkah. Moving moving right on. I I barely even have my notes together this week, but... Um, Feel free to reach out with any business-related questions or questions about the podcast via admin, A-D-M-I-N, at mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. That's admin, A-D-M-I-N, at mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. Please don't send order-related questions via Instagram. Please send them via email. I said this last time. I'm really trying to keep the uh, the questions out of my Instagram direct messages. Sorry, my cat just jumped up on my lap. He's he. This cat is a terror. I love him, but he's young and playful. And he wants to be a part of the show, so he's my he's my guest today. Everyone, say hi to Azadine. I thought maybe he'd give you a meow. No luck. Okay, no, you cannot go on the table. That is the one thing that drives me crazy about cats. I hate cats on like kitchen counters and kitchen tables. No offense if yours does that. That is not happening in this house. So if I can catch it, I uh, I change it. I put him down. Now he's on another chair. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sure there's, I know that a lot of you, I think I have more cat listeners than I do, do have dog listeners. Or if you're like me, you just love all animals. So moving on, social, find us on TikTok, Instagram, and Pinterest, spending most of my energy on TikTok now, but still pretty active on Instagram and occasionally on Pinterest. Um, And you can find us there at my Best Vintage Life podcast. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast. Um, If it's something you've been wanting to do for a while, it literally just takes like three to five minutes to write a review and you can do so in the Apple Podcasts app. Or you can do so via uh, Podchaser, which is a website where you can find other cool podcasts. Keep track of the shows that you listen to. Ah, Azadine, get down. No. See, he he's going to break something. <laughs> this is really good for me because I'm a control freak. And it's really kind of just teaching me what I can and can't control in life. So thanks, Azzy. I don't know if that's a good nickname for him, Azzy. Kind of sounds like ass. Azzy? I don't know. If you have anything more creative, it's like as. Back that as up. I don't know. Anyways, um, don't forget to rate and review via Apple uh, Podcasts and Podchaser. We would really appreciate it. And we have gotten some lovely reviews the last few weeks. It is... And amazing, if you want to give us a holiday gift of sorts, that would be an amazing one because at the end of the day, it allows other people to find the podcast, people that don't know about it, don't know what's out there, 
Maybe they're a small business owner, a vintage reseller like yourself or a vintage enthusiast who would just be so happy to have a vintage podcast to listen to because there aren't many of them out there. There's a lot of fashion podcasts, sustainable podcasts, but not a lot of vintage podcasts. So thank you for that. And um, don't forget to check out the website. If you're a small uh, business owner, vintage reseller, and you're not signed up for our business newsletter, it takes five seconds to do. You just go to the website, mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. It's about the third thing down on the homepage. You just pop in your email and you're signed up. And that goes out at the start of the month. So I'll be sending out December's in uh, within the next week. So that's always free and I don't spam. And also our wholesale FAQs are there. And I just ask if you're going to reach out about placing an order or coming to visit us, you read those um, before reaching out to me. It's pretty thorough. I have a few more I'm going to be adding, but it gives you a basis of what what the pro- process is um, if you want to come visit us or place an order. And um, don't forget to sign up for my blog, The Girl in the Awkward Outfit. I'm trying to think of a good holiday post to do between now and Christmas for there. I wanted to do something before Thanksgiving, but I ran out of time. But I have a few a few stories. It's basically me talking about my life with fashion thus far, not necessarily vintage, but kind of a lot of it has to do with where I grew up, how I grew up, growing up poor, you know, all the things that have led me to be who I am in terms of what I wear and and my career. What? You want to say hi to everyone? He's very vocal. Um, And I haven't done my first post on the Wisdom app yet, but if anybody gets on the Wisdom app, give me a follow. It's at Bridget Murawski on there. And um, I forgot, I have like have not shouted out my personal Instagram in ages. That's at basic, B-A-S-I-C dot bougie, B-O-U-G-I-E dot Bridget, B-R-I-D-G-E-T. And I think that's everything for now. I do have uh, two new patrons, which is very exciting to give shout outs to. So I'm going to come back to them in a minute. But um, the thing that Art wanted to talk about this week, and I think it's a good thing to talk about. Um, I'm, I'm lucky in a sense because prior to doing what I do now, I was a teacher. I worked, um, in an administrative role in a real estate office. I worked in a corporate setting, even though it was a fashion job, it was a corporate setting. Um, and I had many other little jobs in between where I had to email and communicate with people. So I'm lucky because I learned what, good email manners are, good email etiquette, if you want to call it. Um, And I don't think it's a lot to expect of people, but art is, um, art's basically, the TikTok has really been driving people to get in touch with us, which is the main reason why I'm focusing on TikTok so much, is we've gotten quite a few wholesale clients from it. Even if they don't work out, it's just amazing that we're having people reach out via there. Um, and right now I have Art's phone number and uh, Rafi's phone number on our website in the wholesale FAQs. So I give you full reign to reach out to them. I have permission from both of them to do that. And it's just been a lot more helpful. However, whether you're reaching out to me via email or reaching out to Art and Rafi um, via text or even calling, but it's more so like the text communication, whether it's email or texting, Please just, um, ooh, sorry, offer up. Not that I ever find anything good in there. Oh, my cousin Tasha's in 
Provence in France right now, sending me pictures of vintage stores there. I hate her. No, just kidding. I'm jealous. I wish I was in France. Um, you know, when you're when you're reaching out, just please don't <laughs> don't send um, texts or emails that start off with like "yo" or "hey, dude." Or just, you know, like he got, um, Art got a text the other day from someone and it was like, hey man, what's your stock like? Okay. You know, <laughs> I think I'm probably going to get mixed reactions on this. Um, I asked, I asked people, I did a TikTok video about people destroying our warehouse um, you know, making a mess. I thought I did it in a humorous way and someone more or less called me like a white supremacist for expecting people to have manners. So I'm going to put this to you real straight. <laughs> I don't care who you are, where you're from, what your background is. It, when it comes to business, we have expectations for people. And one of the very basic expectations we have for people is manners and politeness and proper introduction of themselves um so starting out a text saying like hey man what's your stock like and i don't or art or rafi has no clue who you are it's kind of weird i don't know i mean i guess probably people like texting i know this from when i was teaching like texting and abbreviations and just people aren't you know Linguistics have changed a lot. Um, grammar has changed a lot. But I don't think it's too much to ask for people to be polite and kind. And like maybe we just want to get to know you as a person. Maybe we could have started off the relationship off on, a, on the right foot. Um, but when you message us like that, it's really weird. I just I don't personally don't get it. And the reason why I wanted to talk to you about it is because a lot of you have complained about the same thing to me. You have people, you just get messages that are like, hey, yo, hi. And they ask you a question and you don't know them from anyone, any other stranger. Um, so I think if if you've been dealing with this, just people, you know, kind of like absolutely no communication skills, um, know that you're not alone. And, you know, there are polite and respectful ways to handle it. So if somebody messages you with a question and doesn't even offer you any information about themselves, you can be polite, say, hi, I'm so-and-so. Um, what's your name? Like, what? what's your shop name? And it might be in their Instagram handle or it might be in their TikTok handle or what, whatever it may be, whatever method of communication. But you know, just really kind of set the tone. And honestly, sometimes you doing that will just, that alone turns people off because some people don't want to have that type of communication. They literally just want, you know, they just want to find out, like that guy, what's your stock like? He's not looking to build a relationship. I can tell you that I've been doing this long enough now. Um, there's a big difference and I can, I could sit here for hours and tell you the different types of communication I get just alone on like our social media channels. But believe me, I react a lot differently when someone says, hi, Bridget, you and Art have made such a difference in my business. We love the podcast. We're looking to maybe start doing wholesale. Thanks for all you do. Um, I'm going to read your FAQs. 
but in the meantime, can you answer, you know, this small question for me? Like, awesome, cool, that's really nice. And you don't even have to say anything about the podcast, but most people typically do because that's how they find us. But even if, you know, just, hi, I'm so-and-so, I'm looking to place a wholesale order. You know, it's it's very different. It, it really rubs people the wrong way when you start off communication very kind of, I don't know, just very cold. I like warmth. I like warmth in people. And I'm not going to say every single client we have is warm and fuzzy. There's many that aren't. And that's okay because that's who they are. But I just prefer a little bit of warmth to an initial conversation because um, I think that's the whole point of a relationship is you warm up to each other. So how am I supposed to warm up to someone when you start off so cold? You know, it's like ice cold. So just just a little food for thought there. He was really going to go on a rant about it. I don't have the energy to rant and he probably would have done it in a much more funny way than me. But just keeping in mind like when it comes to that kind of communication you can really set the tone and you can be someone that other people look to um, in terms of your just common courtesy I think you know and if any of you have ever worked a corporate job I mean I know plenty of you do you work in offices your teachers you know you know you can't talk to people like that and it's not even that you can't you shouldn't it's just be polite be nice um, if that, I mean, if, if we're, at, if we're at the point in 2000 in almost 22, where like, you're not even supposed to be polite or nice anymore, then God, I'm going to go live in a, a hole somewhere. So that's just my two cents on that. Maybe you guys, if you have any, um, if you've had any situations like the ones I just mentioned and you want to vent or tell me about them, I'd be, I'd love to hear them. I might not be able to get back to you. Um, but if you want to give me examples, um, that might be something interesting for me to, uh, to share with others anonymously. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to think, oh, probably the worst one I ever had was a local girl to this area. And she messaged me and said, Hey, I think you're cute. Is there any way I can come shop at your warehouse? (laughs) I was like, no, (laughs) I am not that person like that is not the way to warm me up so I thought that would be a funny way to end this mini topic so the next topic I wanted to touch upon is what's going on with um Shopify and you know a lot of people I am on Shopify I got I said I say I got popped I got an email for selling a vintage Versace book um I think a lot of people are panicking over it. I wouldn't panic just yet. I literally answered the email like you had three choices I picked. This is a used item and I can't remember what the exact vocabulary was, but like I have the right to sell it. It's a used book and they got back to me and it said we require no further action at this time. So it sucks for people selling branded stuff um, because that's what it's the branded names that are, are triggering um, the, the flags like their red flags. That's why the Versace book got flagged on my website. I know some people got flagged for Christian Dior and I think Nike. So for right now, um, 
I wouldn't be too panicked over it because as far as I know, you have the right to resell those items. I'm not a lawyer and don't take anything what I say as legal advice, but it's going to take a lot to shut everyone down if that's what the grand plan is. And I don't necessarily know if that's what the grand plan is. I think a lot of this also has to do with um, counterfeit goods as well because, that, I mean, that's always been a thing, but it's always the big brands that are counterfeited. I know a lot of people, there's like the conspiracy right now that like, oh, bigger brands are starting to resell vintage and it's all them. And yeah, I think maybe that might have something to do with it, but um. I think that there are some other legitimate reasons, and I think counterfeit goods could definitely be an issue. Um, you know, I it's counterfeit goods are a problem in every industry, not just clothing. Get down, get down, get down. But you know, it's always been a. I mean, if you've ever gone to, you know. Canal Street in New York, you know, that's probably the first time I ever saw like counterfeit counterfeit goods in bulk was um, Canal Street. So you can take away from it what you want. I personally literally just answered their questionnaire and never heard from them again about it. Um, you could definitely kind of get creative with your listing names. I know obviously that's the best way to drive SEO if you're selling specific products. So let's just let's just play it by ear. If you have any stories, same thing. If you have any stories you want to share with me, let me know. Um, someone actually asked me about, it kind of ties in with this on TikTok. They asked me, we had done a video showing how Mo- Art's mom is um, taking over-dyed jeans and doing like a mismatch. So the front is one color, the back is another. And someone asked me how we get away with that without getting in trouble with Levi's. So here's the thing. I've been working with Levi's Remakes since 2013 when I started my corporate job. And the common consensus was that as long as we don't remove the inner tag and the outer tag, I mean, obviously sometimes it's removed by the previous owner, but as long as we're not doing that in mass, and we're not putting in our own tags or labels, then we're fine. And we have Levi's teams come to the warehouse very frequently. None of them ever say anything to us about it. And they see what we're doing. They see the bleach, the dye, the destruction. If anything, they buy it for their own samples. So we do have some um, upscale clients that they do projects with Levi's where they have the permission to remove the tags and the labels. However, I would highly recommend you never do that as a small business owner um, or someone who does not have a contract or written permission from them to do so. Um, But yeah, as far as like our remakes and everything that I've seen in my career, there's never been an issue because it's still their good, all of their, um, you know, product marking is on it in terms of tags and stuff like that, you didn't go and make it yours. Now, there are other companies who don't feel that way, and I don't feel comfortable talking about them on the podcast, Um, but just tying in with like that Shopify conversation and intellectual property, 
Um, you know, I would highly recommend as someone working in fashion, I think I mentioned this on the podcast one or two times before, when I worked at Urban Outfitters, I went to an optional um, kind of seminar with a fashion lawyer and it was about two hours long and I learned so much and I have strongly considered getting into fashion law myself. I just don't know if I... I don't want to be like a. I don't want to be a lawyer. No offense to anybody out there whose family members, significant others, friends, whatever it may be, are lawyers. I just, I could never be a lawyer because I don't think I could ever defend someone who I knew was guilty, and that really is your job. So, um, I'm not saying every lawyer is a slime bag or a bad guy um, or anything like that. Bad guy, bad gal, you know. I just, I can't, I don't know if I could handle defending someone who I knew was in the wrong, but fashion law really does interest me. And it's something that you should take some time to learn about. There's plenty of online resources just for some self-education. Um, but in the meantime, I don't think it's, I don't, I wouldn't panic too much on the Shopify thing. If you see it happening on other sites, let me know. I haven't heard anything about like Squarespace, Wix, Weebly, um, I don't know if it's happening on selling platforms either. So yeah, I'm actually talking I'm talking about this also to look for feedback from from you all. Um, would love to hear your point of view. But like I said, I don't think it's panic worthy yet. Um, only because that thing that happened to me happened about three or four weeks ago now and nothing else has happened. Although I don't really use my website heavily for selling, but um, I truly think it's the brand it's the brand names. You know, if you're listing like vintage kitten sweater or sweatshirt, that's not going to, nothing's going to happen there. So if you're one of those people that sells a lot of off-brand stuff, um, I think you're perfectly fine. It's really the people selling the branded merchandise and branded goods. So talk to me if you have any feedback there. All right. Time to talk about our patrons. First off, thank you so much for your continued patronage. If you've been a part of our patron program for some time now, most of you have. It's it's very flattering and lovely, and we really appreciate it. I'm saving up to get um, new Shure brand microphones. Right now we have um, Rode, and Shure is just the best of the best. So I'd really like to get those sometime in the spring. So thank you. Definitely going to be using your money for that. And then in January, we get hit with our yearly podcast hosting fee. So this money really helps and we appreciate it. Um, we have an infinite infinite amount of $5 spots available. Um, and what you get with that is you get a one-time on-air question for art. We call that your burning question. You get a personal and or business shout out on the podcast, which is great for small business owners. And you get two bonus episodes of the podcast a month. So that means you get an episode every week, which is really cool. And then we have a $50 level. That's all the benefits of the $5 level. And then you get a one hour mentor call with me once a month. It's a video call. We get to talk figure out ways to help your business, work through any questions or concerns that you have. It's really amazing what we can get done in an hour and um, the big changes I've seen in the people that I'm mentoring. I'm so proud of them all and it's just very exciting. 
And then we have the $100 level, same benefits as the five and 50. And then that also includes a monthly audit of your selling platform. Could be Etsy, could be eBay, could be a website. And then you also get a free copy of our retail math class. The exciting news is I'm going to be adding a kind of sweet spot between the five and 50, um, $50 level nudge mentoring program nudge is a new um, mentoring app which is really cool and it's going to be great for people who can't quite afford the $50 level Um, it won't be video it won't be a video call like the $50 level but it's all done within an app and there's the ability to communicate with me and for me to communicate with you and just to give you some mentoring tips and for you to ask me questions Um, so I'm still kind of building up that interface, but that is going to be in between the five and $50 level in terms of price, probably right around $15 a month. Um, so that'll be great for those of you who are looking for mentoring, but can't quite afford the upper levels. So yes, very exciting. That'll be coming in the new year. Okay, shout out to our new patrons. We have Lizzie in New Zealand. Lizzie has been a longtime supporter of the podcast, She was a member of our academy when we had our academy, and uh, she's just a really great gal, and um, she is in the process of starting a vintage bridal and celebration dress business, so I know I have a lot of New Zealand listeners out there. Please, um, she hasn't posted anything on the Instagram yet, but it's at lovejamesstore. She's officially launching it in February. Um, but you know, she hasn't posted anything yet, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't give her a follow because when she does, it'll be there for you, especially if you're in New Zealand and you're looking for vintage bridal and celebration dresses. I think it's a really cool concept. I love a niche vintage seller. I think it's amazing and I'm so proud of her. Um, and I'm going to do her burning question for art the next time on the next episode, but I didn't want to not give her her shout out. So I'll save her burning question. It's a good one. <laughs> so thank you, Lizzie, so much for your, your patronage. We really appreciate you. And then our next new patron is Connie from Texas, USA. Um, Connie, she works um, in a corporate job, but she likes to thrift and has a specific interest in children's vintage and toys. So that's something that she's trying to cook up and see how she can do that along with her full-time job um so once again another another niche person very cool so thank you connie and same well with your burning question i will ask it to art the next time he and i are together i apologize for the delay but we really appreciate your patronage thank you so much and if you're interested in becoming a patron you can do so at patron.podbean.com slash my best vintage life podcast and i'm very excited for that new um mentor level coming up So the last thing I wanted to talk to you about was, you know, with the holidays coming up, um, just really supporting small businesses as much as you can. And if you're a small business owner, how you can kind of, I don't say benefit from the holidays, but a lot of times people have friends, family members, they say, well, what can I get you for the holidays? What do you want for the holidays? If you're a small business owner and there's something that you need for your business, It might be a good time, as lame as it might seem, to ask for something that will help you in your business. So if you're, you know, your parents, aunt, uncle, grandparents, whatever it may be, say, hey, what can I get you um, this holiday season? 
Well, hey, maybe maybe you need a steamer for your shop, but you can't afford it or you just don't have the money for one right now. You know, as we get older, I mean, I don't really get Christmas gifts from many people at all. So it's like, I don't know. I know some people in their 30s that still get like a ton of gifts from people. I'm just not in that season of my life. If, if you are, that's great. But um you know, I think once you get so old, you're beyond that stage of life where you need like a cool Christmas gift or something fun. I would much prefer something that I can utilize in my my daily life or my business. So there's no shame in asking someone to, to get you a vacuum or um, a steamer or maybe, I don't know, some supplies you need for your shop or a gift card to buy supplies you need for your shop, whatever it may be. No shame in that. So just something to think about. It's not the most exciting holiday gift, but it could be helpful for you if you're on a budget and you you need some help, you know, or maybe just saying, hey, I need this much money to do this project at the shop. Azadine, get down. Okay, and if you are not a business owner, now might be a good time to ask, you know, your relatives, loved ones, whoever it may be buying gifts for you this holiday season. Hey, I really love this shop. It's a vintage shop. Um, It's a resale store, whatever it may be. Uh, Can you get me a gift card to support them? And I'll use it there after the holidays. That's a really nice thing to ask for, especially if you can support a small business and one that you've been supporting a long time. You know, they'll really appreciate it and you'll be able to get something cool out of it, whether it's, um, you know, a pair of vintage shoes, a vintage bag, you know, something a little indulgent for yourself. So now is the time to really think, be thoughtful about what you're asking for, whether you're an enthusiast or a business owner and, um, you know, There's no really right or wrong answer, but I think sometimes instead of, you know, using the holidays as a time to get something that we don't need, and surprises are nice, but sometimes it's better to use it as a time to get things that we do need and that will help us and that can just give us a little boost. Um, And it's an especially nice time to support people that, you know, we respect and like their businesses, like their product and what they carry. So just some food for thought there on how you can uh, maximize the holiday experience. And I don't obviously don't promote being a big spender and buying a ton of stuff, but sometimes you do need things, right? Sometimes you do need a steamer. Sometimes you do need a vacuum. Sometimes you do need a new iPad for your store, Sometimes, you know, I mean, it's like, I hate to say it, but sometimes you just, you need those things and there's no way to work around them. And um, it's nice when you don't have to buy them yourself. So keep that in mind this holiday season. I guess I'm going to cut it short here today, my friends. I'm sorry Art wasn't on with me. Um, It's lonely without him. I miss him. (laughs) But I will keep those two burning questions for him until next time. But like I said, I didn't want to go without saying hi at all or 
giving you any kind of content. I think the thing that I'm most excited about is opening up a new level of our patron program to help people, um, you know, the, uh, the app mentoring. It's going to be very exciting and um, I think a positive thing for many of you if you're interested. So if you have any responses to any of the things I was asking about, like have you experienced this, whatever it may be, please feel free to reach out. I give you all the ways to do that at the start of this episode. So in the meantime, stay safe, stay sane, stay healthy, be kind, and don't be basic. Bye.